0: On this episode of Resi Week, ISE becomes four shows the Powerhouse Alliance 2021 predictions and smart building opportunities. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week.
1: The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is, is AV Nation. Nation. This is AV Nation.
0: This is Resi Week, episode 268. Does it work? Support for AV
2: Nation is brought to you by Atlona, the go to provider for AV
3: signal distribution and control in corporate, higher education, and residential spaces.
0: Welcome to Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott, for AVNation.TV. And this week, I'm pleased to be joined by three of my good friends. First, we have Mr. Joseph. Whitaker, he is the CEO of Thoughtful Integrations. How are you, brother Joe? Another beautiful day,
1: another beautiful day. Excellent. It's actually not, it's raining here. What am I talking about?
0: I have no idea. It's cold up here. Well,
1: it feels beautiful. How about that? Well, that's good.
0: That's good. Then we have the one and only Dennis Holzer. He is the CEO of Powerhouse
2: Alliance. How are you, sir? I am terrific. And it is a beautiful day in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That is, that's good. That's unusual, but it is. Today is a beautiful day. (laughs) Well, there you go.
0: Last but not least, hopefully having a beautiful day down in Virginia is Mr. Henry Clifford. He is the president of AliveWire and the co-founder of Parasol. How are you, sir?
3: Doing great, Matt. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for being here. Is it a beautiful day in Virginia? It's always sunny in Richmond, Virginia. Beautiful. All right, gentlemen, uh, we are going to kick today off with... We'll call it a bright note, maybe not a sunny note, but a bright note. This comes to us from avionation.tv. ISC 2021 is going to evolve uh, to support the AV industry, getting back to business. If you missed it, this happened uh, just a, a day ago, a couple days ago. Um, ISE was planned for Barcelona, but yeah, um, it's not exactly going to happen the way it was planned. They're going to break it up into four individual two-day events, uh, first in the first week of June, it'll be in Barcelona, then in Munich, then in Amsterdam and wrapping up in London. So essentially uh, two days, each location uh, following a week after one another to get the, the industry together, as well as uh, support it with a bunch of digital pieces as well for people that obviously can't travel. Joseph, let me, let me start with you. What does this mean for, for ISC? ISC's a it's a pretty big show. Uh, it, it's pretty important to both Avixa and Cedia. Is this kind of the, the best of both worlds to break it up and do it in four different locations to try and maximize some in-person attendance backed up by the, the
1: digital content? Well, it's definitely the safest, right? Uh, not only safest for the attendees and the manufacturers, but safest for ISC, um, you know, we, we've learned over the past, you know, three years, you know, even previous to the pandemic, that regionals work. And you know, you look at the tech summit here and some other things they do in the UK, regionals are actually pretty successful. You talk about being able to fill more boots, shake more hands, whatever the case may be, um, right now, I think it is the smartest way to go now, of course. Um, I don't know what the monetaries look like on that. When you break something up, you expect a whole bunch of revenue in one place, and now you got to tell Sony, hey, I need you to go to four places instead of one. Um, but, you know, when you talk about an industry like ours, and even on the commercial side banding together, I, I mean, I do see this as, as the, the all-around right thing to do. We know that we want this live show. However, we know there, over there there's lots of travel restrictions. Um, so, there's going to be a lot of people and manufacturers that would have missed out if it would have been facilitated the way that it's typically done. So, it gives a lot of people opportunity that was taken away, kind of gives it back to them a little bit. So, I actually do think it's a good move for everyone involved, including ISECD and Avixa. It's very smart, responsible. I don't know if it's fiscally uh, responsible because, like I said, I don't know those numbers, but. And for all the stakeholders, I think it is probably the, you know, the best, um, thing that could have been done.
0: Yeah. Very good. Dennis, is this a, is this a
1: foreshadow
0: of, of things to come for CD Expo in September and Infocom in October, I believe in, uh, in Florida?
2: No, I, I think, you know, I'd say in, in the States right now, there's a flickering green light at the end of the tunnel. Um, if you believe what the president said last week, he said by the end of May, everybody's going to be, have the ability, obviously not be inoculated, but have the ability. And so I think with all of the shots and there'll be more vendors coming with shots, um, you have from May through September. Um, and, and I think this is what's gonna happen. I think CD will be the first show to go live. Um, but with that said, in my humble opinion right now, and we have a booth on the floor uh, for that show, I think it's going to be poor attendance um, because I think the fear is still going to be there. And I, I really don't think a lot of this fear is going to go away until probably January of next year.
0: Very good. Henry, my friend, is is the localization the kind of the big push here? Is that going to be something that, come out on the other side going we're going to see more and more localization. like we'll still have the big shows at at some point but will localization become
3: even more important i see a couple of dynamics in play one is it's the the show industry has been forced into it but i feel like they're also using the opportunity to test out new formats that they would never have Gotten the opportunity to test in other times. Somebody described the pandemic as 10 years worth of innovation crammed into two months. So I, I think they're they're saying, fine, we've got to make a silk purse out of this salzier. Let's try regionals. Let's play around with the PL, see if we can figure out a way to skin the cat, and get better attendance. Uh, it gives them a way to break it up and make things more approachable uh, b- because uh, to Dennis's point, a lot of it really has to do with the, the emotional, the, the perception that, hey, I'm okay being around other people outside of my pod. And you're just starting to see that now where like just today I went to a meeting, a couple people took off their masks and said, I'm vaccinated. So that's that's where we are in March, uh, 2021. Where will we be in June? Probably a world. Yeah. So I think it's week by week, month by month, and and things are are, are going to change if if they need to change. I can remember, Crestron announcing their participation in CEDIA last year. You remember that? Like yeah. CEDIA last last year, thinking we were going to have an in-person CEDIA, and how potentially laughable that is in the rearview mirror so we don't know um but i I feel like that's the attitude everybody's going into it with we don't know this is what we're planning but it could change but i think it's about as good a plan as any
1: all right i like it matt i have a question yes sir so who who is going to sponsor the cedia um uh vaccination pavilion so if you go and you haven't been vaccinated you can get it before you go in who's going to sponsor that that's a good idea. I think it's going to
0: be sp- the Sputnik vaccination. We'll sponsor there you it. Go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm going to hear about that one. All right, gentlemen, let's move on to our next story of the day. This comes to us from residential systems. It's a white paper by our good friends. Powerhouse Alliance reporting on the 2020 product analysis and 2021 projections. Uh, read through this. You can you, The link's right there. You can click through it. Um, obviously the big takeaways from this were networking was through the roof as we come to expect, Dennis, I'm, I'm really glad you're here so that we can talk about this because who, who better to talk to than you, (laughs) when, when you saw this report, when you guys were putting this report together, um, you probably could have asked me before you sent it out. And I would have said, networking is, is going to be the big, the big driver, Was there anything else in in the report that really surprised you that you saw and went, I did not expect this?
2: So Matt, I will say to you, sitting at this time last year, um, the first thing I thought of, and frankly was deeply concerned of, who is going to let an integrator into their home or business going forward? And so I had a generalized fear of all lines, you know, and so there's as business, uh, there was probably April was a tough month and, and it kind of more cemented my fears. And then as soon as we started to hit the end of April, I thought, oh, my God, what is going on? And, you know, the the medium and good installers, and I use those terms loosely, um, they, they were backed up and still are backed up three to four months to get to their jobs. Um, So is there anything that surprised me? Yeah, everything surprised me. Once it, you know, we do a lot of, have a lot of products in the residential security business also. Mm -hmm. And I've always looked at the security business, specifically residential security business, as one where people wanna protect their homes when they're not home. They're not as concerned when they're home they're concerned when they're not home. So, strike number two for how dumb I am. Here, everybody was home and everybody updated their security system. Yeah. So, you know, the moral of these stories is: a) you don't want to ask me any questions that you need answers for, but more importantly, um, nothing surprised me at the as we as we sit here now. Uh, it really surprised me way back, but once we got on the roll. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the other thing, and uh, I, I know Henry was talking about writing some stuff. The one thing I've been whenever getting the opportunity to write in any magazine, the one thing that I'm, I, I keep telling during this period of time where there are families who still don't want integrators in their house, um, this is such a great time for integrators to go back to accounts that they've put work in their house already. So they don't have to go there. You know, if a a family calls and said, hey, um, make it the opposite way. An integrator goes back to the family and says, look, I put a 65-inch TV in your house four years ago. It really could have used, and we were talking about this, a 75 or an 85. I can now put that 85 in your house at the same price I put the 65 in with 4K. And he doesn't have to go to the house because he knows all the work he did. You Know he that's he can truly do a virtual uh, appraisal and and assess the cost and estimate. So I guess the more of the the long answer to your short question was I was shocked and now nothing shocks me. So if you would have said to me in twenty nineteen, we're gonna have a pandemic in twenty twenty and you're gonna have the best year of business you ever had, I would have said you needed drug testing. So there's my answer. Well, all right then, Henry. Um,
0: you recently wrote something on, you know, planning for for twenty thirty five. Um, and, and I'm alluding to that because when you see data like this that 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 powerhouses has, has combined, what can you take away from this, or or how do you take information away from this to try and help with your your future planning?
3: Well, uh, the, I mean the twenty thirty five blog I wrote was was really meant to say, hey, as, an in, as, as, as CI, as custom installation, we sort of operate with this mode of maybe we'll have a strategic plan for the year, maybe we're just going from job to job, but nobody said to us, hey, in 10 years, our entire industry will die, uh, and, and versus GM said to the auto industry, we're going to stop making combustion gas vehicles by 2035 so now every gas station jiffy lube napa auto parts has been done a huge favor instead of wondering about disintermediation and and extinction they've been told in no uncertain terms you will die unless you pivot towards catering to electric cars i mean and i i just love the blessing and the curse of that because the forward-thinking folks are going to pivot and so I wanted to just challenge our own industry to think in the same way and use it really as an opportunity to Dennis's point. When you have folks who aren't interested in having you in the home or you have low margin transactions, what, what can you do to add on services to those relationships? I mean, that customer that you put a TV in for, if you can't remotely service and support them and they don't want you in the house, you're, you're kind of host and you're not making any recurring revenue as a result. So, uh, I, I mean, I disclaimed in the article, yes, sure. Did I co-found Parasol? Yes, Do I, can I, will I not ever shut up about 24 seven support? Yeah, but it's for a reason. It's because offering those sorts of things is a huge differentiator you know, as an integrator and codifies the relationship in financial terms and sets a integrator up. So they have a skip protect in their business so that if they experience cash uh, whip sauce, which are just so common in our industry. Uh, I mean, all of us have had these moments where you got to make payroll and come up with a hundred thousand dollars, you know, the next day. I mean, these, these are just crazy. It's, a, it's any small businesses like that, but implementing a skip protect using the pandemic to Dennis's point, as a means of retolling the business, just like the convention folks are doing, uh, it would be really, really short-sighted not to do that. And I said at the end of the blog, I hoped I was wrong.
0: <laughs> Very good. Joseph, my friend, <laughs> one of the, I keep coming back to kind of my biggest takeaway with this was how huge the uptake in networking was. And I have to think that, for you know a a fair number of those integrators networking was an afterthought and it's now become a new vertical for them how do you how do you look at look at this kind of trend data and try to try to pull out of it what vertical might be your next profit center that you've overlooked
1: well well you know henry kind of hit it really good with the um Uh, the automotive industry right Mm -hmm. so for us like you know the networking thing we saw it it was going to be big because all these kids were going to be schooling from home everybody was going to be working from home it kind of made the crystal ball easy for us automotive industry looks at me and says oh joe wants to do road trips and sleep at the same time let's do self-driving cars right so we we have the same thing in our industry is looking through you know the rest of what the pandemic may be the the next till um, like Dennis said till January when people feel comfortable again w- what are the things that our our potential clients or our existing clients are actually going to want that we can facilitate um, whether it be improved microphones ha <laughs> or if it could be um, you know other other items in the home uh, whether it be you know two way video conferencing so they can talk to grandmother in the um, you know, facility or or whatever the case would be, looking at those things that our customers are going to maybe not even ask us for because they don't know that we can provide. And and that's kind of the biggest thing of going in through the rest of the calendar year of 2021, because it still is a big, you know, shrug your shoulders moment because we don't know Mm -hmm. um, if uh, things are going to mutate or we we don't know what's going to happen. So, you know, kind of looking at that, what are our customers going to want that they don't even know? that we could offer or that we can add value to the way they live or the way they communicate or the way they enjoy what time they do have inside their home, uh, with their kids. Now the kids are going back to school and people are going back to work. Um, kind of we've, we've, we've had the, our entire industry be flipped on its head more than one time in the last 18 months. Mm-hmm. Nobody goes to work anymore. Now some people go to work. Nobody goes to school anymore. Now some people go to school. Um, we really need to be able to look at those, look at our, you know, our catalog offerings and figure out, you know, what can we offer now? But what can we be offering six months down the road that they may not even know we offer? Uh, It's one of the exercises I'm personally going through right now.
0: Yeah. Very good. All right, gentlemen, keeping in touch with the, the verticals and trends and all that fun stuff is an article coming to us from CE Pro. Avixa research is showing how smart buildings are prime opportunity for integrators. Uh, essentially going through, according to Sean Wargo, uh, who's the Senior Director of Market Intelligence, there is a, a huge push for smart buildings and, and the smart building market. And they break down uh, some of the different markets and their annual revenue and compounded annual growth rate. Uh, leave it to say that smart buildings is a, is a huge opportunity. Um, Henry, I, I'm, I'm going to start with you on this one. And I'm, I'm trying to temper myself slightly. Cause I might've got a little fired up about this topic in the pre-show. So Henry, when you, when you see this, there is a ton of opportunity in, in that pro AV space. It is massive uh my company started in pro av i get it is this is this the silver lining or is this that huge opportunity bubble that we keep hearing about when it comes to resi commercial? or is this is there a difference between mom and
3: pop commercial
0: and pro av commercial
3: yeah that's a Got a good i'm I love our industry stock response. Every time somebody asks a question like that, we always say, it depends. And so, that with, so it's true. But looking at commercial as this monolith is very intimidating. Then we take a step back and realize that the ABI SPLs and the Whitlocks of the world and these larger commercial integrators are doing these like huge enterprise scopes of work at thin margins. there's a whole swath of work they're completely uninterested in doing that's been left to smaller commercial integrators. And I've watched as this immersal wave has really started to pick up a little bit of a head of steam and seen really solid residential integrators who've brought the fit and finish and the service approach that is Mm -hmm. required in high-end residential into commercial and I'm talking small, medium business commercial, there's, because the markets are so much larger, if the, if the resi market in a, in a city is this big, the commercial's always gonna be an order, many orders of magnitude bigger, which means that there's some cherry picking there, meaning that there's, there's high-end commercial just like there's high-end residential. It just requires a little work to, to sort it out and the margins aren't as good they're not, it's not as wide of a fairway. So it's a little tighter. So the business has to run that much better. So it, it, it feels to me like a resi integrator who doesn't have their stuff squared away and there's crack little cracks in the foundation on the residential side, those little cracks are gonna just lightning, lightning bolt through the, the house in a in a commercial environment. And and that's going to mean bad news. But those folks I've seen on the residential side who've said we're going to take our same process oriented approach and potentially even look at the commercial as a completely separate business and staff it differently and go with a parts and smarts approach where they're potentially subcontracting the cabling because I haven't figured out a way to make money in commercial cabling if somebody else has I'd, I'd love to hear about it. But what, what we've seen these folks going with parts and smarts learning to live with a lower margin environment but then understanding their target or their strike zone Joe was talking about setting so- time aside to figure out sort of who you know who we are as, as a business who our audience is um, the folks I've seen really identify that that customer and almost give them a name uh, you know, who, who are they and understand who they are. That way, when the, the folks come calling who don't fit in that strike zone, it's easier to say, nope, we talked about this. They're, they're, not, uh, they're not for us. Yeah, I think that's a really good approach. Joseph, Are uh,
0: well, the technologies are very similar. The products can be dramatically different across the board when you start talking everything from your local convenience store up to a restaurant or a hotel or a house of worship or an educational environment. How do you go about learning? Because my biggest gripe with this is that I all too often walk into a space to find it full of residential grade products. We finally, I think as an industry, learned that for uh, a high use resident, commercial networking products are key. Can't get away with something that you're buying off the shelf at Amazon or Best Buy. No disrespect to either of those. In, in commercial, we see the opposite. We, we occasionally see a lot of residential gear in a commercial environment how do you go about learning and, and realizing to Henry's point that this isn't just another vertical where you do, you know, home theaters and, and multi-room audio and commercial, but it, it, it's kind of gotta be a different business unit.
1: You know, it's, it's the, the, the rough part about it is that, Um, anybody that's doing that because you know right now great example right we're 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 bidding and working on a you know a a quarter million dollar project at the same time we're doing a slew student housing building the same time we're um, working on a project that's a boutique hotel in dallas we are and we're doing um, some other hospitality type, type stuff right and when you can succeed at that is when you step back and you say what question am I asking myself? Am I asking myself, can I make it work? Or am I asking myself, does it work, right? Because if you look at real commercial products, like, you know, some of the ones we got, they're getting Q- Q-SYS. They're getting, they're getting pro- products and, and uh, you know, engineering and all that that's catered to that environment. It's not a, can I make it work? Can I take this crap that I use over here on the residential side and make it perform To a being used 24 7, seven days a week, 365 days of the year by somebody who has no idea on site how to use a gain knob. Or, you know, can you got to think about all those things and get away from can I make it work to a spot where this will work? This was made for this environment. Uh, When you engineer, you design, and you deploy like that, your failure rate goes really way down. And the other thing is the satisfaction of customer class, not client, Mm -hmm. customer class goes through the roof, and it will grow business at that point. The education is out there. The products are out there. People just need to get out of their own way thinking, oh, I know best, or or want to use people's job sites as experiments or laboratories. Um, You know, really get out of your own way of the business. There are proven models, proven products processes, proven products for each of these categories and subcategories. It's not your job to reinvent them. It's your job to make the client happy with the product services and procedures that work in each of those environments. And that's where you can find the success in doing this.
0: Yeah, very good. Dennis, I'll give you I'll give you the last word on this. Is this is this a technical reach? Is this a business reach? Or am I just flat out wrong? It's not the third one, just so
2: you know. (laughs) (laughs) It is both. It is a technical reach, but it is a monetary reach. And, you know, a good installer, regardless of the category residential, commercial, pro they know that they're good and that's what they're good at. And I, I couldn't agree with Joe more that there are some products that are fine line that could work here, but shouldn't work here. And coupled with the person who's employing them and giving them a budget and saying, I need to be within this budget. I think that also causes, it, it's certainly not the only reason, but it causes that could work to will work. And we all have to do a better job. And and I mean everything from the supplier, um, to the trainers, to the individual companies. We've all got to do a better job at knowing what our limits are. And as Henry said, if we're on a wide fairway, we no way should be on a small fairway. You know, we got to know what we're good at, what we can do. And most importantly, and and again, I I go back to Joe because it couldn't have been said better. We've gotta know the capability of the products we're buying. And that, you know, as a distributor, a lot of that falls on us. And and when a company, uh, an installer comes to us, whether it's a residential, commercial, professional, comes to us and, and gives us the opportunity to look at the job, we will tell them flat out, no, you can't use this $49 router to run a, a twenty-seven office, you know, twenty-seven sub offices in, in an office floor, you can't do it. Um, but I, I think all too, and and I forget who was talking about where there was a, um, you know, you have the ability, and and a guy says my budget is twenty thousand dollars. Who doesn't want to get a fifty thousand dollar job for twenty thousand? And and I think that fault goes to some of the people we're proposing to also because they're quick to say, Hey, I'm getting $50,000 worth of work that Matt Scott quoted to me and I'm getting it from this guy at 20,000. It's going to take, usually it'll, it'll be less, but sometimes maybe you'll go three, four five months before all, all heck starts to break loose. And you realize that what they put in is, is the $20,000 job you know, that should have been the $50,000 job. And it makes the professional guys come in and they look like bad guys right away because they come in and say, look, you know, I hate to say this to you, but all the equipment you have here is the wrong equipment. So you've got to have the confidence. And and I'm, I know installers won't like me for saying this, but there's jobs that got, can come your way. If you're not capable of doing, you got to walk away. And we're not at the maturity in this business yet for that to happen. But that's what needs to happen. People need to know what they're good at. And if you aspire to go to the next level, from residential to commercial, we we had that several years back where the residential market fell flat and all of a sudden people started to go into the commercial area. There's enough education out there that if you do it right, you can do both. But you do need a different set of installers. It's not the same guy can and run the wire in a 35 floor office building that can run it in a uh, a bungalow a, a one floor house yeah. so it's again knowing your limits and how you approach them and knowing when to walk away yeah that's I how that, i look at it
0: i think that's the 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 key takeaway And you said it, so I didn't have to. So thank you. (laughs) Dennis, my friend, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to leave it there. If people want to connect with you, learn more about Powerhouse Alliance. How do they do that?
2: They can go to www.powerhousealliance.com. They can go dholzer at powerhousealliance.com if they want to talk to me personally. We have 60 locations around the country. And if we can be of service, we'd love to do it. And Matt, thanks for having me course my friend
0: anytime mr whitaker brother joe if people want to connect with you learn more about thoughtful integrations where can they do that
1: Um, uh, they can find us at thoughtfulintegrations.com <laughs> on facebook and any other social media and um you know doing something somewhere with integrators somewhere um you'll always find me around with my hands in
0: i like it thank you sir mr clifford thank you so much for joining us my friend if people want to connect with you learn more about live wire or parasol where can they do that
3: sure we're on the internet at get Livewire, also at get parasol and i write every couple of weeks or so for residential systems and resi Tech today thanks again for having me Matt Anytime, my friend,
0: thank you again for joining us. If you'd like to connect with me and send me hate mail over that uh, you can do it at Matt D Scott on Twitter and pretty much every other social platform, but more importantly, please visit aviation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website please take a moment to check out our supporters we are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you support them as well thanks again for watching that's all the time we have for this episode of resi week
3: i was saying i was told there would be snacks Thank you. It's very nice.
0: They're knockoff Cheez-Its. They're not bad, but they're not. Canadian Cheez-Its. Up, Sam, Dude, we bad. finally got them in. That's what you get. I used to have to import them. You think Wait, I'm joking. Wait,
2: knockoff, you're, you're, you're handing out knockoff Cheez-Its? And if I had real You're a residential Dennis? installer to a professional? Why if
0: I you had real cheez I would give stuff. them to you. The want, border is closed. What some- do you want from me? John? <laughs> You can't go now, you, get you them. You can't
2: walk both sides of this argument. You can't have cheap cheeses and, and want good equipment. Yes, I can. You want Jesus that big nuts. Ram truck for 30 grand, did
0: <laughs> No, I don't want the Ram truck at all. I prefer that was my your, trucks that not was your rust example. out after two. That was your example. It was. It was. And I used it for reasons I do not understand because I'm not a Ram guy. All well, right. Mitchell's going to have fun with that one.